Hello, welcome to the first episode of the Nano Bookcast, a small podcast all about books. Now, since 2021 just feels like 2020 continued, I thought I would start off this podcast by telling you about the books I enjoyed reading last year. But before I get into that, let me tell you about the kind of books I read in 2020. TLDR, everything, anything. I read it all from the newest Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella, then on to The Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris. Also worth noting that going into 2020, my goal was to read more poetry, specifically seven anthologies. So I will also talk about the poetry I read separately at the end. But let's get started. Let's start off with fiction. Now, did I read Midnight Sun by Stephanie Mayer? Yes. Do I regret it? No. It was month 3000 of quarantine and things were dark. And apparently an ultra possessive and controlling vampire is exactly what I needed to get me out of the loneliness that was quarantine and just right back into I'm a strong, independent woman mode. For me, good fiction envelopes me in the character story. It makes me believe that I am in the author's universe. And that's why I will always be more attached to fiction as opposed to nonfiction. Always. Period. Now, lucky for us crazy rich Asian fans, Kevin Kwan graced us with his newest book, Sex and Vanity, in June of 2020. And by God, it was amazing. It takes you into this glamorous lives of families attending a fabulous wedding in Capri. You follow these characters from that wedding into the East Hamptons. How chic. But the best thing about this book is that it was inspired by the book A Room with the View, which was set in the 1900s in, I think, the Edwardian eras in England. You will laugh. You will want to travel to glamorous locations, but you won't. However, you will also plan your first trip post-quarantine if you already haven't. But most importantly, for a few hours, you will forget about the crappy year that was 2020 and will be more hopeful about 2021. Now, before I talk about the next book, let me say this. I don't like science fiction. I have tried to get into it on repeated occasions, but I don't enjoy it. And that's exactly how I felt when I started reading Six of Crows. I was about 10% in and I had a really difficult time getting into it. It was a long book and I was considering dropping it. However, I'm very stubborn and have never abandoned a book halfway through. And this book turned around relatively quickly. It's about a ragtag group of misfits who want to go save the world. What more could you want? A hint of a love story? It's got that too. Subtle lessons about ableism and casteism? It's got that too. It was absolutely amazing. And the best part is the introduction to the book on Goodreads. It makes it sound like a Bollywood TV show. Let me read you some. A convict with a thirst for revenge. A sharpshooter who can't walk away from a wager. A runaway with a privileged past. A spy known as the Wraith. A heart render using her magic to survive the slums. A thief with a gift for unlikely escapes. Thump, thump, thump. I've done a complete 180 on this book. I went from not liking it at all to needing to read the next one. And I'm really lucky that a friend actually gifted me a copy of the next book in this series. Switching from fiction, let's talk about nonfiction. Starting with the book I mentioned earlier, The Tattooist of Auschwitz by Heather Morris. 
It follows the real life story of a Jew named Lael, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, who is given the role of tattooist at Auschwitz-Birkenau, where he is imprisoned. Now, what this means is that when folks were brought into Auschwitz, he was the one who tattooed their prisoner number onto them. And this number is one that Holocaust survivors are still branded with, and it still follows them as a reminder of the atrocities that they had to live through. The story follows him from when he gets to the camp all the way to him escaping and making it to the other side of the world. And it tells a story of how he found love in a place that is absolutely barren of it. I cried throughout this book, and you will as well, and that's okay. It's still a really touching read that talks about the need for humanity and the need to find something to ground yourself in, in even the most difficult of times. It's a book I would incredibly recommend that you go read. 2020 was also a year when I wanted to challenge myself to grow despite the pandemic raging around me. And that's why I picked up How to Be a Conscious Eater. It stemmed from my want to make small improvements to my food consumption to make it more sustainable. Now, I wouldn't recommend this book to folks who understand the farming system and the myriad of labels that accompany food in the U.S. already. But for someone looking for a gentler introduction into the 800 labels that come with our food and someone who wants to understand why half of them are useless, I would absolutely recommend this book. And for almond milk drinkers who claim that they're doing so for the environment, please go read this. Now, the last nonfiction book I wanted to talk about is How to Be an Anti-Racist by Abram Kendi. Um, I'm surprised that this book was actually available on Libby this quickly, um, given the rising sales over the past month. Side note, Libby is the app that I use to borrow ebooks from the libraries I belong to. Similar to physical books, you place a hold on an ebook and you can borrow it for a set time once it becomes available. Now let's go back to the podcast. Ibram Kendi uses his life's anecdotes to force you as a reader to come to terms with how pervasive racism is in our society, how biology, ethics, political ideas have been used to buttress racism. Now, this is a book you need to read slowly, a book you sit with, a book you reread to really confront your role in supporting racism. Now, I thought of myself as a great champion of anti-racism. Ah, aren't I funny? And that's why I would recommend not sleeping on this book. Borrow it from your nearest library. Read it on your headache-inducing screen. Find a friend who has a copy and borrow it from them. Or lend your friend a copy. Buy this book if you can't find it online. Read this book. And to anyone sitting outside the U.S. who thinks they don't have a racism problem, read this book. Now let's talk about poetry. I am very much a part of the Rupi Kaur poetry generation, short poems that make you feel heard. But I wanted to expand outside that. And it will take me a while because reading poetry, especially that of someone like Margaret Atwoods, makes me wish that I was back in my ninth grade literature class where our teacher helped us identify tropes or reread key lines with us and helped us unravel the story behind the poem. And so being able to understand poetry will absolutely take me time. However, it's time I'm willing to put in. The first anthology I wanted to talk about that I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed was Sincerely by F.S. Yusuf. 
I don't have much to say other than please, please, please go read this book. Yusuf's description of his love for his wife is so pure and moving. It brought me to tears on multiple occasions. Now, while I originally read this book as an ebook, I went out and ordered a physical copy and have since reread it and added it to my collection. I also enjoyed Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude by Ross Gay. The author does a great job of exploring the cycle of life through nature. Here are some of my favorite lines from the title poem, Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude. And you, again you, for the true kindness it has been for you to remain awake with me like this, nodding time to time and making that noise which I take to mean yes, or I understand, or please go on, but not too long, or why are you spitting so much, or easy tiger, hands to yourself. I am excitable, I'm sorry. I'm grateful. I just want us to be friends now, forever. What's better than an anthology where the poet actually thanks you for reading their work? And on that note, episode one comes to an end. Now, I talked about less than 10 books here, but I read around 40. And the great thing about having a blog on the side is that I can redirect you there if you want to read about the other books that I read in 2020. I write really short reviews at the end of each month, recapping the books I read. And if you follow along, you too can get an understanding of all the books that I read, enjoyed, maybe hated. For show notes and links to the books that I mentioned in this episode, you can go to nana.app slash podcast hyphen one. And in the words of Ross Gay, thank you for the true kindness that is you staying awake throughout this podcast. I'm really excited to hear your feedback and it can be positive, constructive, negative. I just want to improve. You can let me know if I spoke too fast, if I mispronounced things, if you didn't enjoy this episode at all, or if you just want to hear about something in particular. If you have any feedback, you can reach out to me personally or via podcast at nana.app. See you later, stay safe, and make sure you wash those hands.